Just think about just think about all the things that are going on, how busy life is, and then we think, man, I'm supposed to take it easy? How in the world do I achieve that? Uh, it just sort of reminds me of a story about a guy named Thomas Huxley. He was a biologist from England in the 1800s, and he was going to be late uh, catching his train from Dublin to London, and so he ran out to a, a horse-drawn taxi, and he began to yell at the cab driver. He said, I'm going to be late. You've got to get me to the train station. So as soon as I hopped in, he said, man, we took off so fast, my head hit up, hit up against the seat behind me, and he said, I finally relaxed. He said, after a few moments, I looked out the window, and I noticed we were going in the wrong direction. And so we asked the cab driver, he said, listen, do you know where you're going? He said, that cab driver's sitting there just whipping that horse, and he said, he said, I have no idea where I'm going, but I'm going fast. And I think a lot of us feel that way about life. We have no idea where we're going but man, we're going fast. And just to, let me give you an example, just in a typical day of the East Step family. You know, you wake up in the morning, you get breakfast ready, you get the kids up, you get them dressed, make sure they have their homework ready. Y'all can probably identify. Then you take them to school, and then you come and you go to work, then you pick them up from school, then you pick them up from football practice, then you bring them home, you have dinner, make sure they have homework ready. And as I sit there and I watch Emily do all of that, I mean, I'm exhausted. I'm like, how in the world does she do it? And so, you know, in, in life, it's just like, it is, we talk about taking it easy, and we think, how in the world am I ever going to be able to take it easy? And so today what we're going to see is we're going to see that Jesus has a, has a great word for us. And I know it seems a little far-fetched, but guys, it's true. As, as you look at our scripture today, one thing that you're going to see Jesus sharing with us is that he has a desire for us to be able to find rest in life. And today he's going to point out to us, in a sense, like a recipe for how to find rest in your life. And so if you have your Bible, we're going to look in Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look in verses 28 to 30. In your bulletin, I have the wrong verses down, I'm sorry. It says verse 18, that's actually 28. But we'll be looking at Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And if you're turning there and looking there, uh, when Jesus is speaking these words, he is actually in northern Israel. He's right above the, the Sea of Galilee. He's on the tip of it in a town called Capernaum. Now that town is where Jesus spent most of his ministry. It's in that region where Jesus performed most of his miracles. And yet, strangely enough, even though he did all of these things, there were many people who still did not buy into who Jesus was. See, Jesus was telling them that he could give them rest, but the people thought that if they were going to find rest, that what it came down to was that they had to follow all these rules and regulations of religion. And I'm not saying rules and regulations are bad things, but the people had this belief that they had to earn their way into God's good favor. And what they were discovering as they tried to do this is that it was an impossible task to be able to meet. The people were in need of experiencing the grace of God. And, and yet they couldn't find any grace because they were working so hard. And I think there are many of us who feel the same way in our, in our walk with God. We're trying to earn the good favor of God and we're trying to do all the, all the rules and regulations. I mean, we just get to a point where we're like, man, I can't do this. It's an impossibility. And the Bible actually says this. It tells us in Romans 3.23 
that all of us have sinned and we all fall short of God's glory. But the good news is that Jesus came here to give relief. You know, Jesus came here in order for us to be able to find rest. So how does that happen? Well, we're going to see sort of a, like a recipe for rest that Jesus gives. And, and the first part of that recipe, I see that if you desire rest, Jesus tells you, then you come to Jesus. If you're going to find rest, he said, it begins with you coming to Jesus. And if you look in verse number 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, I think it's easy for us to lose sight of the fact that Jesus came here to give rest, that he came here to give us peace and hope and meaning in life, because we get caught up in the busyness of life and all the stuff that goes on in life. And it's, it's sort of ironic, but, but whenever you are living life, there's a lot of times when life can literally, like, suck the life out of you. You know, and you just get worn out, and you get tired, and you begin to wonder, wonder is there... Is there anything I can do to be able to have rest and find joy? And, and you can get so burdened by even by the things of religion that you're like, I give up. You know, there's no way that I'm going to be able to meet like this impossible standard or, or find this rest that you're talking about, which just simply seems to be so far out of reach. And if you feel that way, and you, you feel tired, you feel worn out, well, here's the good news for you, you're not alone. And I'm, I'm afraid that many of us have missed out on the, what Jesus said and why he came here. Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I love verse 28 where Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. And I like that so much because Jesus doesn't say, come to me all you guys who've got all your junk in order. You know, come to me all you people whose lives are working out perfectly. Jesus says, all you who are weary and burdened, said, you're the people that I want to come to me. Now, what does it mean to be weary and burdened? Well, the word burden is an interesting word. It's a farming term. It's speaking of an ox carrying a huge burden or pulling a huge burden that can eventually become wearisome. And I know there are some of you, and you feel like, man, I'm, carry, I'm carrying a load around like that right now. You know, I'm carrying around some burdens that are, that are weighing me down. And that word weary, it, it's referring to pulling something for so long that you get to a point of exhaustion. Like you, can't, you just can't go any further. Now, I know there are some of you, and you do a great job. You're very strong, and you're able to carry much more of a burden than many other people are. You know, it's sort of like whenever I go to the Y and I see, I see some guys go in there and then some women who go in there and they're built like Mack trucks, you know, and they get on the bench press and the bar's already bending with all the weight on it and I'm looking at them while I'm on the treadmill going, why are you even here? You know, those people, they come there, I think, to, to, I just feel terrible when I see them and I'm, I'm going, man, I, this is awful. I have no chance. But, you know, there, there can come a time when the weight, can get so big that even the strongest people in the world can't lift that weight. And that is the point that Jesus is making here. Jesus is saying, listen, in life, and he's not speaking of physical here, he's speaking of spiritual things here. He said, in life, there's going to come a time when there will be a weight that is so big that you can't carry it. And that you're going to need help. And I said, well, what weight would that be? Well, the weight that none of us can carry, the burden that none of us can uphold on our own, 
is the burden of sin. And that's why Jesus said, come to me. And he says, come to me because it is only Jesus who has the power to lift the burden of sin. It is only Jesus who has power and victory over the penalty of sin. See, you and I can't handle that. Uh, The Bible tells us in James 2.10, it says, For whoever keeps the entire law and yet fails in one point of it, says he's guilty of breaking it all. That's depressing. I mean, has anybody ever perfectly kept the law of God? And the answer is no. I mean, Romans 3.10 tells us there is no one righteous, no, not one. So the only way that we can have victory over sinfulness, the only way that we can find rest from the penalty of sin is if we come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you to carry the weight because I can't carry it by myself. Have you ever tried to carry a weight that you couldn't carry by yourself, I mean, physically? You know, I'm sure that there have been times maybe, you know, whenever, if, if you do work out, you know, if you're trying to do a bench press or something, if it's a really heavy weight, one thing you want to have there is you want to have a spotter. You want to have somebody there with you. Now, if you saw me on the, on the bench press, which, by the way, you will never see. But if you did see me doing that, and there's like 300 pounds on there, and, and you would probably come over there and say, hey, I will be help, I'll be willing to help you with that. Now, because of my pride, I'd say, I don't need your help. And then I'd lift it up, and then you're going to watch me as it comes back down and crushes my larynx, right? Now, there's a weight that is too big for me to carry. If I'm going to carry that weight, I need help. Now, that's what Jesus is telling us. He says, come to me because I can carry, I can lift that weight that's too heavy for you. The question is, are you going to accept his offer or reject it? Now, if you accept it, then Jesus says, I will bear the load for you. And if he bears the load, what does that mean you can do? It means you can rest. Now, if you don't allow him to bear the load for you, the weight of life will crush you. So Jesus says, if you want to find rest, the first part of the recipe is you come to me. But then another part of that recipe that he tells us is he says, then you trust in the promise. Now, what is that promise that he gives? Well, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And here's the promise. He says, and I will give you rest. Now, let me ask you a question. How well do you do when you don't get much rest? Y'all do very well? Have you ever noticed that people that haven't gotten much sleep, have you noticed how joyful they are? Yeah, you know, if you don't get much sleep, you know, you're cranky, it's hard to focus. Um, you know, just, it just, it, you just don't feel good, you don't feel right. Um, there's actually, I mean, it's not that big, it's not like it's that shocking to us, but there have been studies that have been done talking about the importance of sleep and how necessary it is for us to be able to live good and productive lives. Let me share with you the, the importance of sleep. One, it's important for learning and memory. Um, it helps the brain commit new information to memory through a process called memory consolidation. Uh, it also, uh, sleep also helps with metabolism and weight. Chronic sleep deprivation can cause weight gain by affecting the way our bodies store carbs. So when I look out and I see some of y'all falling asleep in church, I know now it's because you're trying to be healthy. You know, you're trying to watch out for your diet and trying to make sure your carbs are being stored right. Um, also, sleep helps with safety. Uh, isn't it fun to drive with people, ride with people who you think they're getting ready to fall asleep? Yeah, have you ever driven and you're just absolutely exhausted before? And you say, I'm just going to plow through this and your, your head weighs like 97 pounds and 
You know, you keep falling over. It, accidents happen when you're driving like that. A sleep deprivation or a lack of sleep also causes, uh, causes, it can cause poor health. It can cause your blood pressure to rise. So very simply put, we need rest. We need it physically. We need it spiritually. Absolutely need it spiritually. Jesus tells us, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, unfortunately, many of, many of us are sort of like the sleepy person that's driving. So I'm going to plow through this, and we try to keep on going. We try to keep on going without any kind of rest whatsoever. And we try to maybe even manufacture it for ourselves. We try to gain strength. How, how do we do that? When you're driving, one of the things you do to try to manufacture your body like it has rest is we, we load up on caffeine. Uh, when we come to church, I see y'all back there loading up on coffee. I'm thinking, man, is it that bad? Uh, we try to manufacture all these different things to stay awake. Or, or we, if, we, if we're trying to manufacture rest and we become burdened by something else, we say, well, one way I can get rest is I can stick my head in the sand and act like that there's no problem whatsoever. And we, we can ignore the, the things that are weighing down on us. And here's the deal. There comes a time when eventually the caffeine wears off. And there comes a time when, when eventually you've got to pull your head out of the sand. And then whenever you do that, what you discover is you still have those same burdens that are weighing down on your life. And that shouldn't be that much of a shock to us. When you look around and you see how many people are, are dissatisfied and are, and are hurting in this life. And people who are just simply worn out. Guys, we can't manufacture rest. You can't manufacture rest on your own. That's why Jesus said, he said, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest, real rest, it comes from Jesus. That's why Jesus said, if you want it, then you must come to me. What is this rest? The word rest, it means a cessation from labor. It also means refreshing. Now, whenever you get rest, we all know that when you receive rest, one of the things that happens to you is you have more energy. Whenever you have rest, you have the ability to be able to face more things as they come your way. And so that's why Jesus tells us, he said, I'm the one who can provide you with that rest. Even in the midst of burdens in your life, Jesus said, I can give you rest. In Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, he's a couple of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, don't worry about, about anything but in everything. Through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that a great verse? Well, that's great, but how you do it? You know, how do I have peace that surpasses, that goes beyond all comprehension? Well, in that verse, God tells us that his peace will guard our hearts and our minds. And I love that that word guard is, is a really neat word. It's a military term. It's speaking of soldiers who stand watch over you. Now, I think typically when we think of peace, I, I know for me when I think of peace and you think, you know, hey, we, you know, we think of, I, if I'm, so whenever we think of marriage in particular, I got to do whatever I can to keep the peace. Y'all heard that before? Or y'all done that before? And so a lot of times when we think of that kind of peace, we think, well, that means that I compromise. It means I let some, it, just so that it won't be a, a horrible place in the house, then I'm going to let, you know, you, my husband or my wife, I'm going to let them get their way, and I will sacrifice, and I will give up things that I really believe in just so I can keep the peace. 
sort of like a surrendering peace. That's what I think of. Maybe you don't. That's what I think of. That's why I like this word. It says, I will guard your hearts and minds. The kind of peace that Jesus gives, he sets up guards over our heart and our mind so that when there are things that are coming to invade and destroy the peace that we have in our lives, God says, I will fight it off. I will beat it back, and I will provide you with rest. You say, well, how does that play out in everyday life? Whenever I think of that kind of a, like an aggressive peace, Y'all, here's the deal. Life is aggressive, and life can be mean, and life can hurt. And so whenever I see people or whenever we are going through maybe sicknesses or illnesses that threaten us, can have peace. Knowing that I have a God who says, I have your eternity in my hands. You can rest. Whenever I look around and I see some things in our society that go contrary to Scripture and it can be aggravating and frustrating, I can have peace because here's why. You see, if we, if we actually get involved and we begin to tell people about Jesus and we begin to live for Him and share, because Jesus transforms lives. And Jesus can change people. And so whenever that happens, that means that even though I see all this garbage around, I go, you know what, but there's still hope because there is a God who changes lives. God, do you want rest? Do you want peace? Jesus says, come to me. Trust in my promise. Trust that when you come to me, I will give you rest. And this is the last thing. And Jesus says this. He says, put on my yoke. And this is kind of a different one, but Jesus says, if you want rest, then you must put on my yoke. Uh, verse number 29, Jesus said, all of you take up my yoke and learn from me. Because I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, before we move on, I, mean, I think we kind of need to, or I know at least for me, need to explain what exactly is a yoke. And in Christ's day, a yoke typically was, like a, it was a wooden, like a wooden beam that you would place on two animals. And what it did is it was, a, it was attached to a load they'd be pulling, and it enabled the two animals to have the load equally distributed between them. So the weight was equally distributed, and they could pull together. Now, for me, I'm thinking, okay, Jesus says, if you want rest, then put on a yoke so I can work. Now, to me, I would have liked the idea a whole lot better if Jesus would have said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and you will not wear a yoke. Right? I mean, if you come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and you can do whatever it is that you want to, and nobody's going to restrain you in any way. So it, this is sort of a paradox here. Jesus says, come to me, and you'll find rest, and then let me put a yoke on you. Now, I mean, what in the world is that talking about here? I mean, who wants to put on a yoke? Well, in our text, the people had a yoke of, of rules and regulations on their back, and it was driving them into the ground. And then there are other people who were not wearing a yoke at all. And I think that's where, where, in our society today, I think there are many people who aren't wearing a yoke at all. And so, you know, what's, what's happening? Well, they're going their own way. You see, another part of the yoke is that when a yoke is on, there is a driver who can steer the animals whatever direction he wants them to go. And so if you're not wearing a yoke, then you go where you want to go. But here's the deal. When you go where you want to go, guys, the, the Bible lets us know that in our very essence and in our nature, we are selfish, and we are sinful, and our decisions lead to death. So if you don't wear a yoke, there's not a whole lot of hope. So then why should I wear the yoke that Christ says that he wants me to wear? Well, if you look at it, he says it's because it's not overbearing, 
It's not burdensome. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word easy, when it's referring to a yoke, it's really interesting. It means to wear a yoke that fits you. To wear a yoke that is not going to weigh you down, but one that is made especially for you. See, whenever God made you, he made you in a specific way. He knows who you are. And so he says, I have a yoke for you that I want you to wear that will fit you so that you can work efficiently. And then he says that his burden is light. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means it's not heavy. It's not going to be so oppressive that it's going to break your back. Let me try to share an illustration of, of, of what this means. There was a, an old farmer, and he was out plowing a field. As he was plowing the field, a man or his neighbor noticed that the, the oxen that he were using were, one of them was a huge ox. It's very big, and the other one was very young, and it was small. And then they're pulling together. He's sitting there looking at it, and he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. He says they're, that they're unequally yoked. I mean, they can't pull right. And so he went and he began to talk to the farmer about it. He said, well, why, is, why are you using your ox like that, your oxen like that? He said that it looks strange. It's, it looks like that's not going to work. And the farmer smiled at him. He said, I want you to notice something. He said, I want you to notice the way they're hooked to the yoke. He said, you'll notice that the, the big ox, he said, all of the weight is on his side of the yoke. He said, so he's actually pulling the full load. He said, the younger ox is next to him just simply to break in the yoke. He's just simply walking alongside the big ox and allowing the big ox to do the work. I I think that is what Jesus has in mind here when he says, put on my yoke. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, with Jesus, whenever we put on his yoke, here's the deal. Guys, Jesus is pulling the load. He just simply wants us to be yoked with him so that we are walking with him and following him. And if we do that, then we get to enjoy. We get to enjoy all of the benefits and the blessings and the victory that Jesus accomplishes. And so when we put ourselves under his leadership, what's happening? Well, Jesus is carrying the load. He's the one that's carrying the burdens that we have in our lives. And we are able to relax them. Okay, so for me, here's what it means. It means I go through life, and I see the the struggles and the heartaches and the pain that whenever I am yoked with Jesus, I can relax. You know why? Because he said he'll pull the load. Because he said that he will take our burden, and he will carry them for us. Now, just think about some of the burdens that you might have right now. Think about some of the weight that you are carrying in your life right now. And I've talked to many people in the church. And they'll come and talk to me, and I've talked to people, and they're carrying, they're carrying a burden right now for their children. I know parents who are, who are worried about their kids. Because their kids have gone off, and they are, they are living outside of what they've been taught. They're living a life that is destructive, and the parents are weighed down and burdened doing whatever they can to make things right. It's not working. There are others who are, who are burdened, and they're carrying this huge load in their marriages, and they don't think they're going to work, and they say, well, no, it doesn't matter what we do. We, we just can't make it work. We can't get along. And they're stressed out, and they're carrying this burden. And others are dealing with health issues. I mean, the list goes on and on, and financial issues, and all these different things. Okay, you say, what, what do I do? I mean, crushed by life. That's why I love this scripture so much. 
Jesus says, come to me, and I'll carry the load. Then come to me, and I can take care of you. And I can give you strength, and I can give you rest, so that you'll be refreshed and be able to face life. Because I'm the one who can fuel your life. Now, how does that all work out for us? Does that mean that everything's going to turn out to be hunky-dory for us all the time? It doesn't mean that, but I do believe what it means is as we trust in Jesus, that Jesus can empower us to get through the whole plowing process because we are hooked to him. It could also mean that he'll give you victory over it, that he'll give you freedom from it. But guys, either way, my challenge for you is put on the yoke. Put on the yoke of Christ and trust you. And say, well, how do I do that? I think it's pretty simple for us. So we just simply call out to God and say, God, I'm, I'm carrying these burdens. And you can be specific with him. Tell him what burdens you're carrying. Say, Lord, this is the burden I'm carrying. God, I, it is crushing me, and I can't carry it anymore. And so, God, I want to put myself under your leadership. I want to put your yoke on because, God, I'm going to trust you to walk with me and to carry the load. And some of you need to do that today. Let him carry the load. Let me challenge you. Just simply talk to God in prayer and say, God, I am asking you to carry the load and trust him. Because he promises that you're blessed. There are others of you here today, and you need to allow him to carry the load of your life and your eternity. And you just very simply need to call out to God and say, Jesus, I am burdened by sin, and I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness and Jesus, today I am asking you to save me, to carry my load, and to bring me into the place of rest that you promised for an eternity. Take it easy, take it easy, don't let the sound of your